Welcome to the As One Leadership Podcast. We're back today in the middle of a mini-series called Arts and Mission. And the title of today's episode is Curiosity Killed the Cat, But Sometimes It Opens Doors. And so our guest is Clinton Plowman. Welcome back, Clinton. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure being here so far. It's been great having you Hopefully with us. and keeps on being that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. But we're certainly learning a lot of stuff about um, arts and mission and how they intersect mm-hmm. and the creative process. And today I just wanted to sort of dig into that curiosity as yeah. part of creativity because I think that's really important and yeah. even before we shot this today you came to the studio and you, you look at all the cameras and stuff yeah. and straight away I see you asking Nathan questions yeah. and usually Nathan and I talk and I just nod my head politely <laughs> but I've got no idea what he's talking yeah. about but you two were talking in like a different language and you understood what you were yeah. saying and but uh, you were just asking questions. Well, I love to learn. Yeah. I love to learn and I know that if I learn something that's something that I can implement as a skill. Yeah, so that so, curiosity, yeah. um, I guess, makes you a bit like a sponge where you're just <laughs> yes. absorbing it all yeah, when you're sure. learning as you go, yeah. which I think is important in the yeah. creative process. So getting to know you more recently, yeah. I have noticed that that's a real ability you have, an ability to be curious and to put yourself out there. And it's been really encouraging to hear how when you've done that, mm-hmm. God has opened doors for you that weren't open before. Yeah, for sure. So can you share some examples of that? Oh, there's... From back in the day, um, I've always just yeah had a had an ability to see something and and see something that I can start doing and then move to what I want to do or have a goal and then how do I and figure my way through that um, from you know uh, doing little things when I was growing up and and skateboarding and and um, getting to know people and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's become so much easier now with social media um, to get to know people or to find the right people to talk to and things like that. But um, one of the biggest thing I did was um, I was driving to work. I was working full time, had an interest in photography. I think by then I'd shot my first wedding. Heard on the radio promoting the Shane Warne Foundation was doing a 2020 charity game. I was like, oh, that would be fun. I'm cricket kind of guy um, <laughs> and love that stuff. So when I got there, I found their website. I gave them a call and said, look, I'm a photographer. I'm willing to donate my time to take photos of everything that happens during your event. Um, would you like me to come and produce photos for you so that you can use mm-hmm. in the future? And um, I heard back after a little while, there's a whole backstory to what was going on there that I found out later, but they said, sure, we'd love for you to come. So... I got there early, I helped them set up, you know, as you're setting up, you're getting, you're talking, you're communicating, you're building a relationship. Mm. Um, I shot the whole event. I got more ex- access than I thought, or they thought was even possible. And, and I just by, you know, being nice and courteous. And um, I stayed and helped them clean up and do everything. And then I provided them with all the photos I think back then it was on like a USB or, or a DVD or something like that. Yep. Um, and lo and behold, with their next event, they actually called me mm. and said, can you come and photograph our next event? Yep. And that was 10 years of doing work for them as a volunteer. Mm. But it's not what you know a lot of times, it's who you know. And I was able to network. And since then I've gotten 
work from the St Kilda Football Club. I've been working for them now for six years. Must be the pinnacle of your experience, <laughs> I imagine. Well, <laughs> no, um, no, they're big events. So that's nerve-wracking to get the shots that they need, mm. um, best and fairest, and their game day events and things like that. It's yep. been amazing. Um, also getting to know the poker people yep. through the poker events. Now I do um, a lot of poker tournaments and all that kind of stuff. Um, also um, connected with Harry Kuehl mm. and doing all his uh, training school. When he had a training school here, I was doing all the photography for that, travelled around with them mm. to all their training camps, doing all their photography. So just that little fun thing which was quite enjoyable for me just to volunteer and be involved with Shane Warne and all the people around that, all the cricket people, all the sporting people and personalities, mm. um, was enjoyable for me. But then the bonus of all the extra things that came with that, mm. the same thing happened with um, the TV Week Logie Awards. Mm. One year I was there um, as a spectator and I was trying to find the best vantage point to get the best photos that I could. And then through other work that I was doing, I found that there was a way that I could get accredited through an image agency and 10 years of shooting the Logie's red carpet and also getting invited into the media room hmm. afterwards and doing, after people got their awards, they'd come and there'd only be about 20 or 30 photographers there at that time and you could get one-on-ones with everybody and came up. Um, yeah, I got my way into that and that happens with the um, the A-League sports and the Australian Open and other things that I've done. Mm. I think that's just fascinating that sometimes it's just a bit of proactivity yeah. and a bit of curiosity that can actually open up a yeah. whole myriad of opportunities yeah. that most people would just go, oh, I'd love to do the Shane Warm yeah. charity event, but that would just stop there. Yeah. But you took the next step, pick up the phone, yeah. ring them, and, and I guess probably prepared for rejections if they come yeah. as well, but you never but, know. Yeah, but finding that way around it or finding the back door like when to get into the sports photography, what I did was I knew that I, I needed a portfolio because I had nothing to show people. Mm. So you've got to be able to show people work. So I would just drive around on the weekends, find any sport that I could to try and find, you know, to get good photos that I built a portfolio that I could show an image agency and say, you can be our person in Melbourne. And yeah, did the A-Leagues, did the A-League was when Melbourne Victory was actually winning. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> so I did three grand finals. Yeah, wow. That was an amazing experience, including Japan versus Australia, which is like the biggest game I've ever photographed at the mm. MCG. Um, and then doing the tennis. Um, the last tennis game I photographed was when Dokovic won that five, I think it was like five and a half hours. Mm. The game didn't finish till like one o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, and you could see you're sitting courtside. At a, at a men's final and it's just like... It's amazing. Yeah, like Probably how a lot did of I coffee. get here? <laughs> a lot of coffee to keep you going to yeah, work Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because then after that was like all the ceremonies yeah. and then the walking around meeting and people. So we weren't done till like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I just love that. You, a lot of people just sit around and wait for it to happen, but yeah. you've been really proactive. And in fact, that's how I met you. So it's through some local <laughs> yeah. council yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's an interesting story to that as well. Yeah. So we moved into this area about 13 years ago mm. and I was trying to find, you know, was there business networks? I think at the time there was a Pakenham business network and different things like that. Yeah. And I got a flyer from the council for their breakfast series that they were doing. Mm. So... I didn't like the design of it. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I could do better so, than that. Well, exactly. And I was like, well, okay. So I redesigned their flyer, sent it to them and said, if you like it, you can use it. Just give me a free ticket to the 
to the breakfast. Mm. And they said, yeah, we like it. We're actually sending it out. Um, here's your ticket to the event. So I came and, you know, get to network with people and do things. Mm. And, and it cost me, what, about an hour, yeah, which is my favorite meal of the day. Um, <laughs> and they do really good at the cultural center. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it took me about what, an hour of my time to redesign it and send it out as a PDF. Mm. And um, lo and behold, the next one comes around and they actually asked me, can you redesign the next one? So I was getting paid to do it and getting a free ticket, which I put into the, to the quote. Yeah. Um, and then I started doing that and I said, oh, by the way, I also do photography. Mm. And so there was certain events that they started photography and then I got involved in council and I've been working for council more than 10 years now. And just recently I just did the mayor's portrait again, mm. um, did portraits of, his, of the outgoing mayor and his family. And then portraits of the new mayor and all the new councillors and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, wow. Very good. Well, I met you at one of those awards <laughs> ceremonies, so that was really good. And, oh, and I got to take your photo for the the Citizen of the Year and all did. that kind of stuff. Yeah, you made me look pretty when you know, I looked like a completely <laughs> different person. So it was a magician over here. Yeah. It's great. But I, I just hope people are really inspired listening to this, particularly people that are sort of budding creatives, they yeah. don't know how to get involved, they're thinking, ah. Oh, I've tried applying for jobs, nothing's coming my way. You can actually get proactive, build a yeah. portfolio. And then when you do apply for jobs, you've got a whole bunch of stuff you can yeah. show them. And and I imagine you've probably just enjoyed the process along yeah, the way. You're course. meeting interesting yeah. people, you're yeah. shooting interesting yeah. things. And um, yeah, I just love that about yeah. that. So so not everyone's naturally curious. Yeah. So how do you think we can cultivate creative curiosity in people? Well, as I think we mentioned before, I, I have a strong belief that church needs to be in the community mm. and I want to go to a church like follow that is in the community that I'm living in mm. and a part of that community and being proactive in helping that community become better. Mm. And so my thing was the art. I'm also vice president of the Pakenham Art Show. Mm. Um, I want to get back to, I was very involved in the Pakenham Camera Club and I want to get back into that. I was also doing uh, classes through the different community centres on cartooning for kids and basic photography and portrait photography. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to be involved in the upcoming Pakana other Cardinia Festival. And I've got some classes that I'm working on right now that will be released soon. Excellent. Um, Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, a series of classes um, about photography that will be... Um, paid for by the council. Yeah. I just love that, that you've got passionate people that love Jesus, mm -hmm. that find themselves in the community, in the arts world, yeah. um, having an impact and building yeah. relationships. And I think for us as a, as a church, and when we say as a church, it's all individuals within yeah. a church, how can we each find ways yeah. to connect with people, whether it's yeah. our next door neighbor or whether it's through a council or through a yeah. footy club or whatever, I think the more we can sort of get into those spaces, yeah. the more opportunity we've got. So I love that, man. I think you're yeah. pioneering a lot of stuff there. Well, and it's not trying to be like some kind of crazy advocate when you're in that, but just being you in that place mm. is, is speaks volumes. Because yeah. you, if whether you're on a board or anything like that, you get to be an influence in that board and, and help help them steer making decisions and, and things like that. So. Yeah, and they're seeing your integrity, they're yeah. seeing your character, they're, they're seeing you're a representative of the kingdom of God yeah. in that space, which is which is really cool. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit about um, your own creativity. Yeah. And I think I said in a previous episode that I didn't know I could sketch at all and I'm still <laughs> no 
Picasso was easy sketch. I don't know. Yeah. I'm no Picasso, <laughs> but um, I enjoy it, yeah. and I'm probably better than I thought I would be. Yeah. Um, but you've got some tips for me to help me get even <laughs> yeah. better. But for me, that was I surprised myself creatively because yeah. I never thought I was creative, yeah. and I surprised myself. Oh, I can actually do it a bit better yeah. than I thought. So, in what ways have you surprised yourself creatively over the years? Um, photography is probably the one thing that I keep. It's always a bit of a joke because. Um, and I, when I'm doing f- photos, um, I'm on a shoot. Um, I love shooting people with my camera. Cameras, yeah, good. <laughs> Just to clarify, um, yep. I love the interaction. I love that um, if I'm happy and upbeat and I'm speaking positively, I can see that reflected back to me from that person that I'm I'm talking to, mm. and that's really encouraging to me. And just the simple little things that I know, if I can be positive and and uh, build that person, then they're going to reflect that back to me, and that shows in the photos. Awesome. So we've talked a little bit about um, you know surprising ourselves creatively and and learning from others, and and I'm sure there's been people that you've learned a lot from along the way. Um, what unique role can faith communities play in this? So when you're you've got people volunteering and stuff, how can we uniquely create a space for people to grow in their creativity, do you think? I think a lot of times people just need encouragement. Mm. They just need to be encouraged um, and and f- trying to find ways that y- you can encourage them. How can you encourage them? Mm. Um, by giving them time, by giving them a place to present their work. Um, maybe it is even like uh, we were saying before, like a singer would just sing a number during the service mm. or during communion or something like that. Somebody's just playing a song um, or maybe there is a time when an artist can present a piece of work that they've done and, and just explain it and, and share share their testimony through the painting that they've just done or, mm. or having a little gallery as people walking in with just, you know, six or seven easels where people can display work that they've done recently. Mm. Um, photographs, something like that too, you know. Um, that could be easily done on a Facebook page. Mm. Um, a little little inspirations for people. Maybe it's a quote. Maybe it's um, even like at the Pakenham Art Show, we've got a section of wearable art. Maybe it's even a piece of fashion or just some the t- showing off the talents in the church I think can be encouraging for everybody. Mm-hmm. My daughter's just started a makeup course yeah. and um, it's all sorts of makeup all the way <laughs> from, you know, the fashion shoots yeah. all the way through to kind of um, movie yeah. makeup and that sort of stuff. And it's amazing just seeing the creativity come yeah. out in all those different yeah. looks. And um, we don't typically think of makeup as the same as like painting yeah. or photography or whatever yeah. but it's it's a beautiful way of art and mm-hmm. beauty coming together and yeah. and i think yeah just highlighting even people like that within our congregation yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago at church we interviewed someone who'd written a book yeah and the creativity that yeah. goes into that and, and i think the more we can sort of elevate and highlight those people yeah. we can show people how they can use those gifts to mm-hmm. glorify god so yeah. i think that's really really um, awesome and you know, when you watch things like Australian Idol or The Voice or whatever, it's amazing how many of those people come from a church background. Yeah, you know, we're, because we're they've been given the opportunity. Exactly, sing, and they've and they've got they already have experience singing in front of people. Mm. They've already had experience working with an AV team. Yeah, they've already you know, so they're really primed to go. Mm. They've they've got all this experience. They've got you know how their voice to project their voice. You know all those things. 
um, in a you know project their voice in a, in an auditorium and all that kind of stuff. So they've really got a lot of experience and given a lot of opportunity to get that experience before they even go on a show like that. Yeah, they get feedback along the yeah, way as well. Yeah. And I think it's the regularity, isn't it? Yeah. So if you're not in a faith community, for example, mm-hmm. and you want to develop as a singer, you take opportunities as they come, yeah. they maybe every few months or yeah. whatever. But when you're singing in a, a worship team, for example, mm-hmm. you might be on every week or every second week yeah. and it's ongoing. Yeah. I think you touched on it before. The two things that come together is the regularity of it and the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Um, and the other part is the the grace and the right. love and the encouragement yeah. that comes in a Christian yeah. community. Yeah. 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 Because often if you do it once and you don't do it that well, yeah. if you're not in a faith community, it's like, oh, well, maybe it's not yeah. your gift. But in a faith community, we're able to sort of take that, yeah. develop it, encourage it. And those yeah. two things coming together, yeah. I think, are a great, unique opportunity. Faith it can be so. a safe place too mm. um, because sometimes dark stuff comes out. Mm. Um you, you just have something that's going on and you want to just put it out there on a canvas, whether it's a bit evocative or something like that, um, emotive, whatever, um, it, it should be a safe place for that person to do that as well because mm. then they can share their testimony about this is what I was feeling at the time but I'm out of that now mm. or this is, you know, at the time I was dealing with this and this is what came out at that time. Yeah. Um, and then they can people can encourage them and say, you know, you know, we're here for you. Um, thanks for sharing that. Um, we're here for you. If that, if you go through that time again, please come and speak to us and mm. and share, and we'll encourage you through that. Yeah, I think in the last episode you showed a piece of your artwork, and it was like that. When you yeah. look at that, it's got some dark elements to yeah. it, but it's actually the reality of a human yeah. experience, and yeah. all those elements coming together and they communicate something yeah. powerfully. So, and that just developed out of inspiration that just came to me. And I didn't realize that until now, almost a year later, I'm looking back at that and I'm like, oh, wow, mm. that was something that I was going through at the time. Mm. Excellent. So once you find yourself in various creative spaces, because, yep. you know, like I said, I've been dabbling a little bit with sketching and I get inspired for a few weeks and yep. then I sort of put it down and I lose motivation. How do you keep yourself motivated? Because you're not going to get better unless you keep at it consistently, <laughs> right? This is an easy question for me because I have got numerous things on the go all the time. Right, okay. I don't think I could ever be bored um, I've got four art projects going on right now. Um, I've got a couple of video projects going on. I've got, you know, all this stuff going on. It's finding the time to, you know, finalize all that stuff. I've got a, I'm trying to learn the ability of focusing and being in the moment and doing what I need to do. And even finding scheduling times to be creative, <laughs> yeah. you know, scheduling those things in so that I, I've got time to do it all. Um, as well as job and, and all the other things that come around that family. Um, yeah, so for me, it, it doesn't, I don't really have times of it. I, well, there was this, I think it was lockdown number four or was it number five? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I really struggled with it. I really, I think I, I got really down mm. and I just didn't have any inspiration at all. And, um, I picked up a paint by numbers. <laughs> wow. I was my daughter got one and I got one as well. Yeah, um, she got one to just do as a bit of a project for herself during lockdown. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to do this too. So there was one of a tiger. Yep. Nice. <laughs> and um, I just did it, and it was quite quite enjoyable mm-hmm. and therapeutic, and it allowed me some artistic output. And I just got it through it, and I changed, you know, changed the colours to what I wanted them to be, rather than what their colours were. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, so it just it just kept me going. And it kind of got me out of that funk too of just, you know, being down and depressed and mm. I had something to do and keep going. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, people say the hardest part of jogging is putting your shoes on. Yes. And sometimes the hardest part with being creative is actually just stepping out and doing yeah. it. Yeah. But once you get the easel out and you get the paints out yeah. and you start to do it, it yeah. sort of re-sparks some of that enthusiasm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I've been doing little devotions on motivation and all that kind of stuff. And one of the great quotes that I heard was, don't try and do an hour's worth of work. Try to do two minutes worth of work. Mm. If you can get to that point of doing two minutes worth of work, you'll be amazed at how that two minutes will stretch to half an hour to an hour. Yep. Just getting started. Baby steps. Baby steps. Very good. (laughs) So... I don't like to generalize, but when I've worked with artistic types before, yeah. sometimes I find, particularly if I'm the client, that they're a little bit precious to feedback. So yeah. they give you a design or something you're like, actually, it's not what I was looking for. I right. don't like that bit. And they can get a bit precious and yeah. a bit resistant to feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how do you find feedback and, and do you encourage feedback and how do you respond when it's not what you're expecting? When it's the commercial side of things, mm-hmm. when it's like if I'm designing a brochure or a logo or something like that. I can't be precious. Yeah. It's all about the client. It's all about the client and meeting their expectations as well as meeting the market expectations. And there's also points that you need to match. And if that logo is not meeting the standard of which, well, for instance, their competitors, where their competitors are at Mm. and they can't match that in the marketplace, then I failed in my job. Mm. So, that in that place, I'm, I'm, I can't really have an opinion. I can I can say I did this because I think this, or I've done my research and I think this is the best way to go. Mm. Um, but ultimately, it's the client's yes or no yep. that's going to get that job through. Yep. So I've quickly learnt that in the commercial side of things, I can do all my the best presentations and do the best work. But if the client doesn't like it, I can't take that personally. Mm. I'll. I'll I'm very, I'm a very harsh critic on myself, so I'll ask myself why and what could I do better and all that kind of stuff. But um, you can't really take that personally. Mm. When it's my own artwork and the things that I enjoy doing, if somebody doesn't like it, who cares? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's not their taste. It's not what they like. They don't like, you know, what it's portraying, or they don't, you know. If it's if it's street art and it's a very up to do person and they just don't like that style, mm. oh well, I, I I can't change them and what they like. I've just got to be true to myself, true to what I like and what inspires me and what I encourages me and motivates me to do work. I'll do that. Mm. So feedback's important at different levels at different times. So yeah, it's really important. Yeah, and you can't then, be I I really appreciate like when I was doing the painting that we saw before. Mm. Um, we were in these little critique groups mm. and we had to do preliminary sketches, then we had to do separate character sketches and we had to have actually defined words of, of what the painting was trying to portray and things like that. So we had, a, had to have um, direction for it. Mm. And then we did uh, final sketches and each way along the step, we were the, the little critique groups were, we were in we had to, before we could move into the next phase, critique each work mm. in our group. So we had to create uh, critique for other people's work. Yep. And one of the things that the one guy said to me was, I had the, the, um, 
the pig, the hog, was actually another tiger, but he just looked really mean and nasty. Mm. And the guy said, well, why don't you make that a pig? Because that's something that a tiger will actually eat and devour as their food, mm. but he can also be influenced by the negativeness and the nastiness that he's spitting at him. Yep. And he can actually be contained and put down by that and not do what he's supposed to do because of that. And I was like, whoa, that's a great idea. Yeah. And yeah, implemented that. Yeah, so sometimes that input, you know, there's wisdom in the and discernment in yeah. the council of many. Sometimes when you invite that feedback, yeah. it's not to say, hey, you're yeah. rubbish, you're no good, you suck. It's to say, hey, I reckon yeah. we could do this, this, and yeah. this. And sometimes those ideas actually shape the project to make yeah. it even better. And, I, and, and you've got to be humble enough to be able to accept people's critiques. Yeah. I will listen to everybody and what they say and what they think honestly. Mm. I'll evaluate it and either trash that I trash it or um, believe in it and change. Mm. I've heard someone say once before that you always got to look for the kernel of truth and the criticism. Right. Yeah, yeah. So someone might say, that's a complete piece of rubbish, you know, yeah. and you go, well, I don't think that's true. Yeah. I don't like this, this, and this, but you might go, oh, okay, that's interesting. You pick yeah. that part up. I, yeah. I felt that was a bit weak. I'm going to yeah. work on that part. And yeah. yeah, so I think being open to feedback is really yeah. important in whatever we do. Sure. So to finish up this episode, yep. um, how would you encourage young people who are wanting to one day work full-time in the arts, mm -hmm. but they don't really know how to develop their skills as they prepare? What would you say to them? And we might've covered some of it already. Yeah. It, you've got to, you've got to think about it, not just as a a hobby or um, or just something you do on the side, you've got to really be focused on it. And like any area in life, there's many different classes you could do. There's many workshops. There's so much online that you could learn. Um, to be a good painter, you have to have good technique. So you might be learning um, how to use different types of paints and all those things. There's a lot of learning to do that will only enhance what you do. Mm. Same with a sports person. They might have some innate skills that can get them to a place, mm. but to stay in that place and to elevate above that place, like a Dustin Martin, mm. who's very good at what he well. does, yep. <laughs> but then to raise to that next level, he wasn't there five, six years ago. Mm. He's worked into that place yep. and is elevated. And yeah. we'll be back next year. Too. So that base skill and competency mm. you have, you've got to keep working yeah. hard to develop yeah, it because yeah. it's a gift from God yeah. that you want to use for his glory. And you never know where it's going to lead. You've just got to keep keep on track and keep focusing and keep practicing daily and all those things. Very good. So to wrap up, curiosity killed the cat, yep. but it can also open doors. <laughs> and so cultivate curiosity in yep. what you're doing with your art and your just in life. Yep. And I think that will take you places that you – wouldn't expect. And I think your life is a testimony of that. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And I hope that inspires some people that are watching today to keep being curious, keep asking questions, be like a sponge where you absorb things from people that are ahead of you. Um, don't be scared of feedback. And as you do all that, you'll develop creativity and use it for God's glory to its maximum potential. So thanks again. Again, for tuning into another episode of the As One Leadership Podcast. That's part three of our four-part mini-series. And so we're coming back uh, next time for our last part with Clinton. And I hope that it's going to help you engage with the arts and mission. If you're finding this content helpful and you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you press the like button and subscribe. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast provider, make sure you leave us a five-star review and write down some comments. And if you think this content is helpful for other people, and particularly right now in arts and mission, you might want to share this with them and that would help them along the way. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the As One Leadership Podcast.